From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Persona 5 Royale swings onto the Nintendo Switch, and we got some more Bayonetta 3 drama. I got all the way through Cyberpunk in one week. What should I buy? Podcast episode 344, your place to hear Nintendo fans rejoice that Persona has finally made it to the Nintendo Switch. I felt like it was personal achievement for it to be on there. I felt like a personal victory there. I just couldn't believe it when I was playing it that it's finally there. Because I've been I've been yelling about that thing since it came out in 2017 and the Switch did, that it should be on there. And finally, finally my my cries were answered by the, by the Atlas gods. They brought it through for us. At first, Atlas shrugged, but then they were like, we'll make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. We are your hosts. I'm Trashy Trey, Metaverse Navigator Johnson. I'm Jeremy Gaping Dragon Mikowski. I'm John Maybe Sifu Knitter. That game's coming out in a few weeks. Um, speaking of stuff that came out, though, let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about things that we got and things that we've been playing. When I when I, my name was uh, Trashy Trey, I was trying to think of a Garbage Pails Kids type name because our friends at Retrotainment put out a new game on Nintendo Switch this week. I think it came out on Tuesday, but uh, Garbage Pail Kids Mad Mike and the Quest for Stale Gum is out now, and uh, I had I had some extra gold points rolling around in my eShop wallet there, so I threw it towards old uh, Garbage Pails Kids. And I got that game. So I played around with that for a while. My, I, I was like trying to think of a name for myself as a garbage pail kid or whatever. Oh, you know, Toxic Trey. Give me your affinity for Toxic. There you go. Toxic sure. Trey would be good. Well, I mean, I guess uh, Toxic's kind of trashy train, too. The Trang, but like the thing. Well, uh, Jess, Jess actually got me a garbage pail kid's card that is called, that has a character that's named Trey Cycle. Trey Cycle. Which is basically. Ghost Rider in Garbage Pail Kids form riding a tricycle is basically That's what it cool. is. And I, I looked it up just to just to see what the story is with that. I'm like, is I'm like, that can't be I don't know how old like when the Garbage Pail Kids originally came out. But I think that was a more recent Tops one. Yeah, there was a recent The description on it said like twenty fourteen or something like that. Yeah. So it was like almost twenty years ago, I guess. Or no, ten years ago. But it's it was cool. I mean, you know, just got it because uh I'm a Ghost Rider fan and little Ghost Rider guy and a tricycle, which I didn't even know existed. So, so I already kind of like this. Already kind of have like one a, out there. Making like a yeah, I want. There's probably not a Jeremy spelled correct, but there's probably there, there's a good chance there's a Jeremy or a Jeremiah garbage pail. Yeah, I think like jerky or something like that. I'd just be like, 
wrapped in beef jerky or something. It's n- it's never that. I mean, it's never that not disgusting. That was yeah. my problem with the garbage bale kids is they were just too gross for me. Like I didn't like it. It was like I'd be I was like, like this is Jeremy, and I'd be like covered in gel, like different grape jelly and mm. uh, like strawberry jelly, and I'd just be covered in it. Yeah. And be like tripping off me. There'd be flies, and bees flying around me. When you when you uh when you play the game, like the background frame of it, it's just like pictures of the garbage pail kids there, and they're all kind of disgusting. So. I mean, you can change it to you can get rid of it and just make it all black or whatever. You can make it's it quite look, gross. You can make it look like a TV, but I'm just kind of like, I gotta stare at these kids the whole time. <laughs> the whole time I'm playing this. Tell me, do you collect stickers? I mean, you get you collect cards that you can actually kinda, trade with. Yeah, you can trade with people much. in the in the uh, universe, which is kind of cool. You, is, you this is actually an old game that they found, or was that just part of the lore they made up for the video? I don't think it's an old game, but I don't know. I didn't research it. Like I playing it, it feels like a retrotainment game. Like it feels like mm-hmm. Haunted Halloween '86 to me. Like the way it controls and the way the characters move and all that. So just from playing it, I think that it's a new thing. But it might have been an original idea that didn't happen or something. I don't know. I tried. To, I tried to get in touch with them, but I mean, you know, it released this week, so I'm sure they're incredibly yeah. busy. So they did not get back to us yet on that, but hopefully they do. But I was, I was just gonna be like, hey, you know hope to get them on the show and talk about it and all that but i think uh my guess is that it, i i don't maybe it maybe it had an idea and it was never finished or maybe there were parts that they put together yeah i feel like that's the case i think that i i run into a rom of it in my search for for roms before yeah. if it was if it did exist before but uh because i like uh you know i like collections of games or like stuff that have a bunch of extra shit on there this one has what the, the Cowabunga collection didn't have, and this actually has videos on it, which is great. So you can watch you can watch that like fake uh, that whatever that fake documentary announcement where they mm-hmm. talk about it being a lost game or whatever with Chris Kohler. Um, you can watch that on the game, but you also can watch. There's a little like a uh, preview or whatever you call it. There's like a prequel thing to the game on there that's all in claymation. You can watch it on YouTube too, I think. But I watched it on the game. And it just explains to you how you got to the story that the game is at now with Mad Mike. And Mad Mike pretty much like wakes up and steps on a button and like the world ends and all of a sudden you're in Mad Max world. And you're like, he's driving around in cars and they're trying to find like, you know, they're trying to get trash to like uh, keep the cars going and all that. Like the trash is like gasoline and, and it ends with basically everybody like letting out a huge fart and that like brings <laughs> brings all the electricity back on. It's very It's very stupid, but... It's in claymation, so I appreciate that. Like, I like the stop motion stuff. But it was, you know, I watched the whole thing, so it was nice to be on there. I was like, hey. I was like, what's this? And I'm like, oh, it's a 10-minute ten, ten thing. All right. I thought it was a completely different thing, because I saw, like, stuff for YouTube about it, but I didn't know what it was. But I guess it's just, it's that from the game. But I played around with the game for a while. You can, I think there's, like, four different characters you can play as. There's this, like, stretchy uh, baby guy. That where that that can jump really high, and you can jump on people like Mario, and you can like you know you can stop Goombas or stop Koopas, I guess, you know, except for they're in the game, and you can actually do that. Also, uh, that actually Leaky, what is it? Um, what's her name? Uh, her name is like Leaky, Leaky, uh, Leaky Lizzie, Leaky Lizzie, right? That's what it is. I mean, I I thought I w- it was confusing me too much with uh, Rampage. So uh, yeah, uh, Leaky Liz, Leaky Lizzie. As I'm taking John's word for that, because I mm-hmm. can't check it right now. Um, Leaky Lizzie's the one with the snot all over her face, and you can fire like snot projectiles like straight across at people. And as disgusting as that character is, she's actually probably my favorite of all the ones to use because she has pretty good range with the snot 
projectiles and all that. And you can it's take a lot booger of, man. You can take a lot of people down. Yeah. And there's also the barf guy. Don't know what his name is, but there's a guy that pukes and he kind Arfenberg. of he kind of pukes at like an angle. So like your puke will go like a lower a level lower than you. So if there's like uh creatures that are under you that you need to kill, you can kind of like barf and hit them. Like that's what I've been doing with that guy. So so there's they they all do different things and they and you can switch between them. You know, to 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 accomplish different tasks, and then there's Mad Mike who has the who has like an axe and a sword, and you can just kind of like hit people that come close to you. Which I don't really know the advantage of that, but you can do that. Um, you press select to switch between the different characters. Uh, you can hold R at any time and go back like a minute, like rewind. You know, which is pretty cool. As you do, you can save whenever you want. Uh, when you get a game over, you'll just start back at whatever level you're on. There's a there's like a time travel uh, thing in it where you can choose different. Levels like I went to like 1985 Tokyo. I went there and I went to like six million BC or whatever. So I went wow. like to the I went like to the you know cave people times and the and the 80s Tokyo or whatever. And it's funny because all your all your characters are sitting on toilets and when you go it like flushes and they like flush into the toilet and that's like what sends you back in time or whatever for whatever reason. But I didn't find the stale gum, but I did. I felt like I I felt like I should try it out because you know. They're friends of ours, and it's cheap. It's like nine ninety nine. It's not an expensive game at all. And if I think you would like it, John, because it's super disgusting, and you like disgusting stuff, so be uh, it's <laughs> be up your alley, I guess. You want to be able to th- throw schnots or whatever. Like I don't know if this is an American property or not. I guess I kind of assume it is because of how gross it is. But garbage pail kids, like why do they call them garbage pail? We don't. We've never called it a garbage pail in the U.S. Because they're they want to play off of cabbage patch. cabbage patch. Yeah, yeah. And they should have said if they said said garbage can kid, like it would have made so much more sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like what is a garbage pail? I don't or know. garbage dump kids? That even makes more sense because it's like a patch of cabbage, a dump of garbage, kind of the same thing. I never understood why Cabbage Patch Kids were called Cabbage Patch Kids. I mean, are they like, are they living vegetables or what are well, they? Well, they were, they're born. They, they grow in the ground, that's right? That's how they're born, yeah. yeah. They, they, they come so out of the ground. you don't have to explain to a kid, like, so where babies have... come from. You give them a Cabbage <laughs> Patch Kid, they were grown in the ground. And then, so Cabbage yeah, Patch Kids are jump their own meat substitute, if you want to. Sure. If if you're yeah. if you're vegan and you want to, yeah. if you bury a cabbage patch kid in a clay jar with some peppers, it turns into kimchi kids. <laughs> I want to see the the kimchi, yeah, the kimchi version of the cabbage patch kids. It's probably <laughs> it's probably much tastier, depending on how uh, spicy you make it. We won't even talk about coleslaw kids. I like coleslaw. It's very gruesome. <laughs> Coleslaw's tasty. Uh, yeah. So so that's yeah that's what you do on there. Um, it's, yeah, it's, you know, if you like NES games, you like puking on stuff, you like throwing snot at things, that's a game for you. You like to go back in time in toilets. You know, it's got everything. Check it out on there. It's, it's put together by the same people who put together Cowabunga Collection and stuff like that. So they did the presentation of it. That's and pretty cool. There's an NES version as well. You can get a cartridge and I think it's on PlayStation as well, but I got it on Switch. Yeah, the cartridge itself's not out yet. I did see them. It isn't saying that on Twitter, oh, okay. right? It's going to take a little while longer to get the cartridge, but why not buy the game in the meantime? It sounds like a great game for this time of year. That makes sense. I mean, those cartridges take a while to produce or whatever. But putting anything on, putting things on digital is much much easier to do. So yeah, I played around with that game a little bit. But the game that I've been playing more than anything else, of course, as I rejoiced rejoiced about it earlier. It's Persona 5 Royale, or Royal, however the fuck you say it. Doesn't matter, it's on Switch finally. And I put about 25 hours into it so far. 
that hasn't been out for a week even. So I've been hanging out in Tokyo, in virtual Tokyo, and it's very nice. Having a lot of fun with that. How how far did you get in Persona before you abandoned it, Jeremy? Do you remember? I mean, this was five years ago, or more than five years ago at this point. So the only thing I really remember is the cat telling me when to go to bed. And that's like a meme about it. So maybe it's my brain filling in the fact I don't remember anything about it. Because it takes a while for the cat to tell you to go to bed, actually, because you don't, because you have to find the cat, which takes a few hours before you even. Get I mean, to I had that. the cat by the time I stopped playing. I know oh, that. Okay. I, was just... I had like a schedule, but I don't know how far I'd gone into that much of the schedule stuff. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was curious, like what what turned you off about the game? Was it because it wasn't? Because I isn't bought like too many as... games at once. Yeah, uh, I was still playing Breath of the Wild. Then I bought the PlayStation Four because I could. I don't know. It's complicated but you know i just bought it yeah. just kind of an impulse buy and then i also bought uh horizon zero dawn and i bought uh uh last guardian and i bought persona i bought them like all at the same time i thought you bought <laughs> i thought you bought final fantasy 15 too didn't you i did i also bought that yeah. and then i bought horizon zero dawn later i think but i still bought it like pretty early on so it was like i just bought all these games that i was excited to play and then i ended up not really playing any of them I played probably the most of Horizon Zero Dawn, actually, surprisingly. But uh, I only know that because when they gave it away for free during the pandemic, or, you know, earlier in the pandemic, I should say, um, it, uh, I loaded it up on my PlayStation 4, and I was, like, actually significantly into the game, like, maybe, like, 15% or so. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I remember, you, I remember you told me that I could download it, but I didn't, because I don't care about that game. Yeah, free game. I was curious. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I have hundreds of games. Free games are not that I enticing to me anymore. <laughs> I think I convoluted it with Catherine a little bit in my head because they have a very similar kind of style. And I've played a lot more Catherine. Sure. Well, you can actually, I mean, in the bar in Catherine, you can listen to songs from Persona mm-hmm. 4 and 3 and 4 in that game. And in Persona 4, 5 Royale, you can wear costumes from Catherine even if you want. You can dress up like Catherine characters. And the cool thing about that is what I thought was pretty awesome is whenever you change your costume and with to a different game, the the battle theme changes. So oh, cool. the, the battle theme will be a song from Catherine instead of the song from Persona 5. So I've been having a lot of fun with that because you can change like you can basically dress up as characters from like uh, Persona 1 through 4. You can be all of them. You can play as like the fighting game. You can play as Persona Arena characters. You can play as persona dancing all night like the dancing game also they had a rhythm game um you can you can dress up as persona q characters and you'll get the persona q soundtrack on there you can dress up as like um shin megami tensei characters like you can dress as like smt4 and uh was it devil survivors on there too there's the one with the golden head that you wear it's amazing how many different costumes are on there so i've just been kind of fucking around with it i've mostly been using the Persona 3 main character, because I like the battle theme of that. And I was just like, I did kind of keep it on the regular one just so I could hear the Persona 5 battle theme, because I do like that. But I, I thought that was really cool that you could change the music around with each of the... And you get all the DLC stuff from from Royale. So, like, once you get a couple hours into it, there's a big box that shows up at your apartment, and you just open it, and there's a bunch of shit in it. There's also Personas, but they're level... They're like level 50 ones, so you're not going to be able to use them until you get to level 50, which is kind of weird. Why you can't just like start out with them? But yeah, I was I was curious like what what turned what turned you off of it? If it was maybe that it was a little more uh, scheduled 
because I mean I could see that as being kind of a turnoff of the game. It's not as like open world as other RPGs. But aside from that, I mean I think the game is fantastic. I think I just overindulged in purchases yeah. at the time, and then by the time I came back to it, I was still just or by the time I like got all that stuff, I ended up just realizing I just wanted to keep playing Switch. Like I didn't need the PS4 and I didn't come back to it until Yeah. Red Dead, and then I was away from it for a while, and I go back to it every few years, but that's just kind of how it's always been for me with that system. Yeah, that's kind of what happened with me, too. Like, I, I bought it because of, like, the, because of the Wii U, because of, like, the, the, you know, lack of games on the Wii U, and then I got it right around the time as the Switch came out, and then I was like, well, wait, but now we have a system that has a ton of games on it, so I don't really need to play it. So, and now it's a DVD player. That's what, yeah. that's what it is. It's a fancy yeah, DVD Blu-ray, player. Blu-ray player, DVD player, whatever. Yeah, I probably only played a PlayStation 4 maybe three or four times. Like I have the least amount of experience with this, with that generation of you know, PlayStation or Xbox out of any previous generation. I mean, in the last five years, I've played it enough to justify its purchase. And I've just bought way too many games for it that I never cared to finish. I probably... Like uh, like AAA stuff that I'm just like, why don't I care about this? You know, it just never did. And so I tried to care about this game. And I think it was less about being like unimpressed and more just about being overwhelmed with all the other stuff I was trying to do at the time. Sure. So while I was playing Persona 5, I was thinking, I don't know, it reminded me of what Jeremy was saying as like the Soulsborne games. And uh, the Persona games and the SMT games are kind of the same for me as those for you, Jeremy. I own a mm-hmm. lot of them and I've never beat any of them. So I was like <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, Persona slash SMT, that's my soul's born. I was like, I need I need to beat one of these because I must have like ten different games. Like I have I even have like Persona One on Super Famicom translated, like a fan translation that I bought. I even stuff that much is stupid. So I have like I have like the Persona that was well not Persona, uh, the Shin Megami Tensei or I think it was just Megami Tensei, the NES one that was on that was put on Super Famicom. I have that even. So I have that, and I have three, and I have four, and I have like Persona Four, and now two versions of five, and blah 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 blah. Regardless, I'm uh I've been trying. I'm like I, I'm like I have to get through one of these games. So yeah, I'm like I have I'm like I want to try to get through Persona. So my so my plan was when this game came out, I was like I want to at least get farther than where I was. And I was right. Like I, I, I uh, predicted that I was about twenty hours into the game when I stopped playing, and I was right. I was around twenty hours into the game because I got past where I was there. So I've beaten the second palace so far. So I got the second. I stole the second heart from the guy. If any, for anybody who's not familiar with Persona, uh, you're basically, you know, you're some kids in high school who find a way to go into people's hearts or whatever or their souls. Mm. You get that. That's what I'm talking about. Is the they call you the metaverse navigator. That's why I said that as my middle name. And you can and you can go into these you know into these worlds that are basically these terrible people build up these palaces or whatever about about their own shittiness. And you have to steal their heart and in order to change them and turn them into better people. And they'll end up like turning themselves in to the cops or whatever. And the first the first one that you run into is this uh, gym teacher from school who is like you know super super aggressive towards the women there and and like you know basically overworks all the people that are in his his volleyball team and he's you know super abusive to the kids and just a real shitty person 
and he also like is really real creepy on one of the people who's in your who's in your main party. So so you basically have to go into his palace, which is a castle, you know, because he thinks he's a king or whatever, and steal his steal his treasure, which is the which is the crown. And in order to do that, you have to send him a calling card as as your people in the real world and not the palace world to make the treasure appear as a real thing because it's just an idea or whatever. It's very it's super you know it's super out there, but it works it works in the game. And it, yeah, and it's and it's a lot of fun. And in, and in the meantime, you have to go to school. You have to you have to get decent grades. Uh, you get asked uh, questions in class by your teachers that you have to answer. You know, and you and you gain like knowledge points and stuff like that for getting the questions right. And you can build up. There's other things you can build up in the in the real world. You can build up like your kindness and your uh, and like your your knowledge and like uh, your charm and stuff like that, which will help you get to certain get different jobs and stuff like that. You can get you can get part time jobs. Like I work at like some beef place at night, which you don't you don't ever have to go there. So as I say, I'm like one of the worst workers ever. I've only been there once, <laughs> but uh, they I made like what thirty bucks or something for that one day. And and I also have a day job which I've never been to because I can't find it. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in Shibuya. I don't know. I don't know where it is. So I've never actually been there. But they've never said told me anything about not going, which is nice. All you have to do is show up at a certain time and then you work. Like they don't, they won't fire you or whatever for not coming. So so I so I've been doing that. Just like real life. But uh, I don't know any. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it reminds me. You know, it's like that one. Um, what was it? The uh, uh, was it like uh, Friends of. Was it Friends of Ishikawa? That one game that I really liked. Ringo, Ringo Ishikawa. Yeah, the Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. It's it's kind of like that game because that game is pretty much modeled around like the Persona, the formula. But in that one, you only get fired if you show up late for work. <laughs> so you can just not go. But as long as you show up on time, you're fine. But if you show up <laughs> like after the time you're supposed to be there, then you'll get fired. That's, I figured out that's the way how the way that works. But this one, like, it, it, there's not really a time. It's just basically like, okay, here's after school. Here's like morning, day, evening, and then you'll basically get one activity for each of these times before you go to bed. And for anybody who's just picking it up and just starting it, uh, I just want to say, number one, you won't actually like the whole the first tutorial is like the first palace. So the whole first palace with the PE teacher, that's the whole tutorial of the game. So the first like 10 or 15 hours is basically showing you what to do. Once you get through that, then you get to do a lot more stuff. So it's very like it's kind of restrictive for that first part. Then you kind of get to go around and do more shit around town and all that after you once you get through that. And also always try to always try to pick up like a book or a DVD and keep it with you. So whenever you get stuck at home, you can actually do something to up to up your uh, up your guts or your uh, or your kindness or whatever. Like I've watched uh, they they have like a plays up like I watched the X Files except they were called the X folders in the game. So I watched like a whole season of that. And that gave me higher a higher gut ability because it's like a scary show. And I watched uh, 90210 also on there, which gives you charm points for for that. But you can rent DVDs from like DVD rental places and watch them at home and stuff like that. And you can go see movies, which will give you points for watching movies and all that. It's basically like a virtual way of living in Tokyo, which kind of really made me miss when Jess and I were there. Because that was like three years ago, about this time, a couple of days ago. I think we went there on the 24th of 2019 so wow yeah, you were there for halloween i remember reminds yeah. me of uh reminds me of tokyo and yeah we were in that area like where they're at so it's like it's kind of makes me miss it and you know you can go and eat at beef bowl shops or ramen or whatever and it's basically like the more rpg version of yakuza because yakuza games are like that too where you can kind of just go around and do whatever there, there's a batting cage that you can do which is very similar to the batting cages that are in the yakuza games 
where you can you can go and hit try to hit home runs and you get precision points for doing that you know which will which will help to your whatever so i like it it's it's very much uh i've heard it compared to like the video game version of buffy kind of if you've ever watched the buffy tv show where like well in the way where uh you know they have to they have to kill vampires but they also have to go to school like it's that sort of thing like you're, you're off fighting monsters but you also have to still show up to class and and your your the main character has basically gotten in trouble for stopping a politician from like molesting someone, but he got but he's the one who got sent to jail for it, you know. So it's there's a lot of it about that. There's a lot about like corruption in the in government and like people losing faith in Japan and all that. It was it was very like a uh, on point for the time, I think, because it was I think it came out like right when right around when Trump got elected, right. So it was like. So, so it's a lot about a uh, you know corrupt corrupt politicians and corrupt adults and all that stuff and kids trying to save them and yeah and it's great and the soundtrack is fantastic it's super it's got it's got like more style than most video games like it's uh yeah everything they try to make everything kind of look like a comic book like you're a you're a superhero character when I said early when I said swings onto switch like you have a little grappling hook where you kind of swing around like Batman or Spider Man or whatever you could do uh you can get through levels with that and yeah. It just oozes style all over the place, and yes, you have a talking cat that tells you to do stuff a lot. <laughs> but I like go to bed. Yeah, well, I mean, when you get to a certain point, yeah, you have to go to bed. Well, sometimes he tell you you can't leave the house either, which is annoying. But you're living, you're living on top of a coffee house that somebody's like taking care of you or letting you stay there, and you can help out, help at the coffee shop too, and get extra. So you're like a friend of your parents, right? Something like that. Uh, I don't know where your parents are if they're alive. I think he offered to do it because of some sort of charity thing he was involved with or something like that. I don't know. But he's a total asshole. I think he's worse than the cat telling you to go to bed. Because every time you come home, he's like, you know what? You don't get good grades. I'm throwing you out. Or he'll be like, you get in trouble at school. I'm throwing you out. Like He just says it like every time you get home. It's like, dude, come on. I haven't done anything. Just, just leave me alone, man. Just let me go up to my fucking attic. It's called tough luck. And go to sleep. Let me go watch fucking 90210 and go to sleep. Like, leave me alone, dude. But I, I was, I just couldn't believe I was... I couldn't believe it was on Switch. Like, I was so happy it was there. And it got to a point when I was playing it, I forgot that I was playing it on Switch for a second. Just because I played this game for 20 hours on PS4, I forgot that it was on, that it was a Switch game. Just because Did it's... you, like, pick up and grab your PlayStation 4 controller, and you're like, wait, why isn't it working? No, I just forgot. I just forgot the button, where the buttons were or whatever, because I forgot which system I was playing it on. Because it just kind of, like, took me away to... Kick did, back in. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it, there's no difference, really. Like, I've watched uh, videos of, like, loading times and frame rates and all that. Like, I mean, this one is 30 frames, whatever. But, I mean, it's super smooth. Like, there's... It doesn't seem like a downgraded version of it at all. Like, it feels the same as it did when I played it on PlayStation 4. Except for Royale has, like, a bunch of extra shit in it. Like, it has a whole new character. Has all the DLC stuff. Um, I think there's these new, like... Uh, these new skulls that you can find within the castle. I think that was new because I don't remember that from before. But it was kind of cool to go through it again and kind of be like, oh, okay, well, I don't remember this part. I don't remember this part. And also, it's like it's kind of funny like what I what I stopped playing it for originally. I guess I was in a dungeon, and there's a password where you have to go back and look at a statue. You have to like look at the feet of a statue, and I didn't want to do that. So I just like quit the game, and then I never played it again. And that was why I stopped playing Persona 5. And I did it this time, and it took me like it took me like not even a minute to go look at that fucking statue. It's not that far away. I guess well, I guess I, mean, I guess maybe I was just tired. Like you, I didn't want to go any farther. You become more comfortable with your foot fetish, and you know we're proud of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, of course you. Of course you figured it out right away. Things have changed. I didn't even I didn't even remember that it was a foot thing. I just remembered it was there was something that it asked me to go back 
in the in the palace to do and i didn't want to do it so i just quit and then i just didn't go back to it and i remember yeah those are the two last things i remember while i was playing it i remember i got a new character and there was something i had to go back and look at for a password and i was like i don't want to do that but yeah i did it 25 hours in and it's a great game that's what i have to say about persona i can't wait to play persona 3 and 4 whenever those come out next year Hopefully I'll be through this one by now, but it's you know this this world I'm so fucking familiar with that my my uh, my personas are already pretty overpowered because I'm like I'm basically treating them like I would in Shin Megami Tensei Five. So I've already like fused a bunch of them and they're pretty and my characters are like level twenty or whatever and yeah it it really makes me want to go back to Shin Megami Tensei Five actually because that's kind of a you know that's one I always wanted to beat and never got around to and I put like a good fifty hours in that game so. It's the same world. It's, like I said, it's like it's like the Soulsborne. It's the Soulsborne of RPGs or whatever. You know, that's if these games have been, been around way longer than those games have. But I need to beat one of them eventually. I'm, I'm hoping maybe I can beat Persona 5, and then I'll go back and play Shin Megami Tensei 5. And then maybe when over, whenever 3 and 4 come around, I can go back and get and beat Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei 3 also, because those are all kind of have that PlayStation 2 feeling to them. So I'll be into that. Oh, and also... uh. There's no autosave in this game, so be careful. <laughs> you have to save you have to save on your own. And that's kind of a weird thing. It's like not really it's not really a great handheld game because you can't really pause whenever you want. I mean, you can push the menu button and go to the menu and then everything pauses on its own. But for after being spoiled by things like Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which lets you pause whenever you want to in any cutscene, this game doesn't do that. Actually, if you press pause, it will skip through the entire cutscene. And go to the next thing. So don't do that. It will like fast forward through everything that you're doing. So you basically have to save anywhere outside of the dungeons, and the dungeons have specific save points. But I remember people like reviewers like giving Shin Megami Tensei a hard time because it didn't have an autosave on it, and like play and like being like, oh, it's like Persona with no heart. But I'm like, Persona doesn't have an autosave either. You know, it's like, yeah. One time I was playing Persona Four. And I and I was kind of drunk, and I wanted to try to get through a palace, and I played it for like three, four hours, and I died, and I lost everything. I lost all that three, four hours because I didn't save and couldn't find a save spot, and I never played it again. So I mean, they are very similar in that way between between the two of them. So try to save as much as you can because thank I mean the games never like died, but there were, were there have been some times where I've gone like a couple hours without saving, you know. But thankfully it, it hasn't like glitched and like kicked me out to the menu. Otherwise I'd lose those hours. You know, so you got to be careful because nothing, nothing auto saves on it. But thankfully, it it runs really, really well, so you don't have to worry worry about that. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm so happy it's on Switch. It's great to play handheld. I played it a little bit on the on the OLED, and it looks great. I mean, it looks great on the TV already. But the OLED, everything pops on it, so looks looks real nice. It's pretty rad. It's like you got a, a little deluxe Vita. Ooh. That's true. And don't forget the uh, the Vita guy still lives. I'm sure you've seen uh, memes of that guy or whatever on the internet. But there's a guy on the train who's playing Vita in in Persona Five, and he's still there. They didn't change whatever he's playing. He's still playing the Vita. So you see him. Oh, okay. You have to see him quite often. He, he's in you know in the whenever you go to school, you'll stand next to him in the train. Whenever you don't get a seat, you'll see the Vita guy. And yeah, he's still playing a Vita. Vita still lives there. I've probably seen him like 30 times by now. I don't know. I mean, I played the game like over a month maybe in, in real time. I think you start in April and I'm in June now. So yeah, you start like mid-April, right? Yeah, yeah. So April, May, yeah. And I just, I'm just, I just hit June. So pretty cool. 
went through uh went through golden week and all that and you know it goes day by day and all that it's great anybody who likes uh rpgs check it out it's considered one of the best rpgs of all time and i'm happy to finally be able to play it on switch and other than that i've been playing some halloween stuff but i'm not talking about that because that's part of our patreon episode so if you want to hear that go to patreon.com slash podcast and you can hear our secret halloween stuff but it's been fun i found uh i found a good one that i want to talk about there might be some others too we'll see but that's good for me Cool. Well, I've been doing just about the same as I was doing last week, which is playing a lot of Dark Souls, which is not my Halloween game, though I it could totally fall into it with the yeah distorted ass shit that you see in this game. Persona Five is could be a Halloween game too, because you put costumes on to go to the palaces, yeah, and you're fighting demons. <laughs> They're fighting you're fighting weird monsters yeah. and stuff. But that's I mean you know that's already this week's episode, so it'll be different stuff. But I totally got stuck for a little while and finally, you know, I've looked up stuff a couple times now, but I had gotten quite a while without looking stuff up. And then I finally had to be like, where do I take this damn key? Because I beat, so I beat like these gargoyles. They sucked. They're the worst boss I fought so far. The bell gargoyles. But I beat them and I got one of the bells. There's only two bells. So I think that's pretty good. I've It reminds me a lot of uh, the Fox game. Tunic? Yeah, Tunic. Yeah. But I went all the way down to the depths and I met, which I've seen them in Elden Ring, but they're called the Basilisks, but they're more like, more like chameleons. But they curse you. And it's the first time in the game I've run into something that actually follows you to the next part. Like you drop all your, you know, all your uh, experience, but you also, when you get cursed, your uh, stamina and your hit points go down by half until you get a special item called, I think it's called a purge crystal. You have to go buy it for 6,000 from one certain character. So I had to backtrack and I had to like grind to get that much to buy it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that because once I do that, I'm just going to get, you know, cursed again. And I would be back to square one again. So I basically got all the way through the depths until the last boss. And then I finally went and backtracked and, uh, Got it, but now now the guy I'm fighting, the Gaping Dragon, is the name of this boss. It's got like essentially, it's it looks kind of like an insect, but it's a dragon. But it's got like six arms, and it uh kind of like leans back, and instead of having a normal mouth, the entire front of it opens up like uh, vertically, and it's like full of. It kind of looks like one of those Ghostbusters toys or like an Iron Maiden, like, but it's made of teeth, and it's this dragon that you know. According to whatever the lore of the game is, it was corrupted in some way where it became so greedy for food that it just needed the biggest mouth it could possibly have. And its head shrunk into this little tiny head on the top. You can barely notice it's a head. It could be like a nose, but that's its whole head other than its mouth, which is its entire like three-fourths of its body. So that's cool. That's who I'm fighting now. Um he also secretes an acid that destroys your weapons. Um, luckily, you can get oh, your shit. weapons fixed, but that also requires a bunch of backtracking. This game doesn't have quick travel, uh, with the exception of items you can use to return to the last spot where you saved. So that doesn't oh, okay. help too much if you're trying to go back to a spot near a shop or whatever that you need to go to. You can't just rapidly like go back there. So it's all about getting those shortcuts. And um, I finally got a shortcut down to where I could get straight to that boss without having to deal with those basilisk characters. And so I'm back to full health, back to full um, stamina, but 
I've gotten him down to literally one or two hits left, and then he spit the acid on me. And I think I actually took a video of it, but it broke my axe. And then I was just basically hitting him with the hilt of the axe, and it wasn't doing any damage. It killed me. <laughs> And I literally had like two hits left and I was just, I was so pissed that I like I bet. put it into sleep mode and uh, started watching some TV. Mm-mm. Did you rage? Did you rage quit? It was kind of a rage quit kind of. Um, it was a peaceful, like, like peaceful I, rage quit. I like went to save it and then it put it into sleep mode. And I'm like, actually, I'd rather just sleep mode anyway. I was trying to like save a video. And then at the same time, I'm like, I don't really want to play this anymore. <laughs> which is really weird because i don't know if i glitched it out but when i came back to the game when it loaded back from sleep mode i woke up right outside the boss chamber and then i died and then when i restarted you know at the uh the recent campfire the save point and went back my like collection spot for everything i dropped was right outside the boss door so i could have conceivably grab that and then backtracked and not lost anything from trying the boss so hmm. i might have discovered a little glitch i mean well maybe it, like does it not, not your, it doesn't normally leave your stuff outside of the boss chamber like that like oh it doesn't go back okay. into the boss chamber to get it so you're essentially just doing that perpetually until you beat the boss or you give up you just give up on whatever they took from you um but anyway that was an accident it didn't help me out at all because i didn't have very much at the time because i've said it many times i either am exploring or you know making progress or i'm grinding but i'm never doing both at the same time because mm-hmm. You get shot in the foot when one disappoints you or whatever. So anyway, I love this game. Um, I really plan on beating it by the end of the year. I know I've still got quite a ways to go. For working, working pretty at. hard on it. You're like 50 hours or something. That doesn't mean I'm far into the game. It just means <laughs> I'm working hard on it. It means you've been playing it. I've been playing it, yeah. I played a lot. It's like about Work, all I played this Working through it. Working through it. It's about all I played this week. But when I needed to take a break from it, I was doing Cyberpunk. But I wasn't actually playing it. I was watching the anime on Netflix, which is pretty good. Yeah, I heard, I heard people really liked it. Yeah, they're, they're saying like that people actually were trying to pretend that Cyberpunk is a good game now after that show. But that's not the truth. I will say it really, if the point was to make it just exist within the universe, that's totally what it is. Because it kind of starts you out and then leaves you with like, this is one of the tales of of uh neon city or whatever the hell the name of the city is it's like night city uh, or something right night city yeah yeah, yeah. I knew it was something like that yeah it's, it's like, like one of the many tales of night city they don't directly say that but you kind of get the impression that this is like maybe certain protagonists will carry on if they do more episodes but obviously like so a lot of people die they, they don't shy away from killing people off and uh it's very gory it's very uh tropey in spite of how you think maybe it wouldn't be? It's tropey as fuck. Uh, but it's an it's, it's a decent anime. This week they confirmed that they're not going to do a season two. Just oh. surprising because it's a hit. But CG, CD Projekt Red well, says no never more. Maybe, I mean, maybe they just maybe they just don't have any more to tell. Well, I mean, it's a self-existing ten episode thingy. It's fine. Yeah. I would buy the you know I would probably buy the DVD or whatever if there's like a special edition maybe. You know, it's it's a cool show. Kind of reminds me of the Animatrix a little bit, like a companion piece mm-hmm. that ended up being to the game to the, the game that you don't matter. care about. Yeah, yeah. I guess. An, yeah, Animatrix. What was that? Was a that was Revolutions the, or whatever? Or the two and third, the second and third movies. For whatever sure. the second one was. Jess and I tried to watch. Yeah. Like we watched Matrix one and we tried to watch two, and 
we got to the club part where they have sex and we just didn't watch anymore. It's I was like, <laughs> we just kind of just turned it off. Cause that was, that was that. I don't know. It's, I guess it gets even worse, but I guess that's what a lot of people turn off the, turn off the movie, whatever that, right, whatever that, second one was. that, that fourth one was pretty awful too, but we already talked about that episodes, episodes ago. Um, I, I mean, cyberpunk, it's, it's probably like, uh, it's probably like that Watchmen show on HBO. That was really, really good. And uh, Damon Lindelof just he just didn't want to. That was that, and I like that actually. I think that's that gives more respect to that than a show that has like ten seasons or something that just won't let go. You know, I I find respect to somebody who just like writes a great one season thing and says that's it, that's what we're doing. And he got an offer to do a second season because it did pretty well, and he's like, nope, that's that's the story. Sorry, and I appreciate that because it's because otherwise you you know. You won't have, you know. It's, I like it. I like things that are written, and I like things that end. Also, you know, uh, contrary mm. to popular belief, even though I do like reading comic books a lot. They well, go on forever and leaves, ever. But there's yeah. loose ends, so I didn't get the impression they intended for it to end. But um, I still think it was, even without it being re picked back up or whatever, you know, being rehashed or whatever. Like it can exist within that universe that CD Projekt Red is trying to create for. Well, and subsequently, whomever the author and stuff is for uh, for cyberpunk. I mean, uh, the Watchmen has uh, had like loose ends also, but that's the comic did as well. Like this, they were trying to emulate the original comic where it doesn't. I really, don't see how you not can every, have that not everything is answered. Not, yeah, and if even if you do, sometimes it's like it gets cheesy because there's Russian so much, and then you're like, okay, well, it's very apparent they're just trying to burn all the ends of the rope or whatever, just to, so it's a nice smooth ending i also like it um, when when uh, shows don't wrap everything up all the way like twin peaks when they did a new season of that and there's even more weird stuff that's not solved at the end of it but that's that's just how it should be because that's what it is but no i heard i heard that that show's good the cyberpunk one i thought about watching it but i just haven't gotten around to it i wasn't really into you know it was it was kind of like to me it worked a little bit like the witcher where i like watched the first couple episodes and at first i'm like this is cool but then i kind of fell off and then I'm like, you know what? I actually am still kind of thinking about this thing that happened and I can't remember what episode was. And then I went back and I actually restarted from the second episode and I was like, oh, I remember this. So I like fast forward it, blah, blah, et cetera. You know how this goes watching shows on TV. But yeah, by the time I get to like the fourth or fifth episode, I'm like, oh shit, this is great. Now I want to watch the whole thing. And then there's actually sort of a like time thing that happens between two of the episodes so in a way you kind of are getting even more like full story than you would from just like one like isolated event within the universe or whatever enough said though i don't want to spoil nothing watch it <laughs> watch it if you have netflix <laughs> yeah you maybe i'll pay maybe, anything maybe i'll get around to it at some point i've uh i got i, I ended up uh, getting crunchy roll again for the uh for the new uh gundam series which i've been loving I think it's awesome, actually. I'm loving the shit out of it. So I've been actually trying to watch more anime. So that's what I've been doing with TV shows. Because I'm, I'm determined to watch. So I've just been watching random stuff. I'll just be like, ah, oh, I've heard of this one. I'll watch one of these. And I'll watch like one of any of stuff until I find one that I like to watch. And I'll keep watching it. I do. So anime kind of fills a similar spot for me as podcasts where like, I'll bring the laundry into the living room and I'll like have an anime on while I'm like folding the laundry or whatever, you know, like. So you listen to dubbed then? No, I'll watch it. I can read it. Oh, I was going to say, how can you do laundry and read the subtitles at the same time? I'm not doing the laundry. <laughs> I'm folding laundry. I can. Oh, okay. You don't I have to it. look at it. laundry while you fold it. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I got you. I did listen to, uh, I did watch, um, 
there's something I watched dubbed just because I didn't want to. I can't remember what it was, but I did watch something dubbed for that reason that I was doing chores, and I couldn't read it fast enough. But no, this one, yeah. for whatever reason, they don't, I don't. I, I could. I just was too glued to the set to like not pay attention to the words at the bottom. Sure, and and nothing against people who do watch. I know. I know there's a big like people who like dub stuff over sub stuff, and it's pretty good for the most part, like the voiceover and all that. But I think they both have their place. I prefer I prefer subbed, but I'm also like a, a pretty fast reader, and I kind of like the original sound design to be intact. Yeah, I want to. Well, most of the time when I'm watching a Japanese show, I want it to be in Japanese. Like Jess and I were watching this uh, Cartoon Network uh, anime, which actually does not have a Japanese dub; it's only in English, and it was really weird to me. I mean, I think the show. Mm. Was pretty was was all right, but it was just weird that there wasn't there was not a Japanese version to watch. Like we would have preferred to watch that, but whatever, because it's yeah. But there there is like a there's one there are like some aspects that kind of suck to uh, doing in, in video games and uh, doing dub or doing like a subbed instead of dubbed. Like in Persona, whenever you're watching like nine hundred two one zero or the X folders or whatever, there's like dialogue, but there's no subtitles for it. So I don't know what they're saying, but it's all in Japanese. And if you go and see a movie, the same thing. Like there's dialogue, but it won't subtitle it, so you don't know what it is unless you speak Japanese. So I'm kind of missing whatever jokes they're doing about the movie or like about the TV show because I don't speak Japanese, so that kind of sucks. And when and I know on this show you've talked a lot, Jeremy, about like with Tunic and Dark Souls about like not looking at anything, you know, and like just playing the game like on your own and not looking anything up. I haven't looked anything up on Persona at all, and I actually recommend anybody who's playing it to not don't look anything up. Like don't try to like do a perfect run or whatever do it however you want to do it because that's the way the game is made to be like date whoever you want to date don't date whoever the whatever true ending person is that's one thing that i was i was kind of a little overwhelmed with persona 4 because i was trying to like do it perfectly the whole way through like from the beginning like don't do that it kind of destroys the whole way the game's supposed to work just like do like what you want to do and figure it out from there that's what i say is that all you want to say about uh cyberpunk yeah well, for me this week, I didn't do too much gaming-wise because I finished moving. I'm in my new place right now. You might hear a little bit of an echo because uh, there's not much stuff in this room. And hopefully that will be corrected next week. But I actually have a, a, a corner of the space that is perfect for a little podcast studio. It's a, essentially a closet that has a built-in desk inside it. So that's my plan is to make that into a podcast studio sometime, uh, hopefully this week. And next week, I'll sound better. Gaming-wise, I did manage to 100% Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. So, did what is is so what's the answer from last week? Did you get Officer Dick? There's no Jack, there's no Jack Black. In the no Dick? No. Did, did you do, I mean, that's weird. Like, why would it not be in the Switch version? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. Um, although, I so there's... There's three modes, right? There's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, there's number 2, and then there's a third mode that is like free skate mode or whatever they call it. I forget. Yeah, I think you might have now, to do that too. So maybe I have to do that too. I'll, I'll, I'll go do that you know, next and, and maybe Jack Black will appear, but I don't think he's in the game. I, I 100% of the two individual games though. And that was a lot of fun. I unlocked um, a number 2 when you, get, when you do number two, you, you get uh, um, Skate Heaven, which is a fun, like, celestial level here in outer space. And... From two, right? From yep. Tony Hawk 2? I never played that. Mm -hmm. Does it have, like, yeah. loop-de-loops and stuff? Yeah, it's got, like, crazy loop-de-loops, and you hear the voice of God cheering you on. And 
Because they pretty much got rid of Loop Loops after two months. You didn't really see much of them after that. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, if you go to if you go to the challenges in the game, there's mm-hmm. a challenge called Rags to Riches. Mm-hmm. You have to complete that challenge to get uh, Officer Dick. So I don't know what exactly you need to do for Rags to Riches, but that's what you need to do, whatever that is. Uh, okay. I will give that a try. It, al- it also says... On the corner here, congratulations for completing all the create a skater challenges. You can now select Officer Dick. So there might be stuff aside from just the May first two games, because I because th- there is a third mode I remember. Well, I just wanted to, so I don't know. But yeah, I, I looked it up online. It says rags to riches, complete whatever that is, and then you get then you get them. I fr- I continue to refuse to believe that Officer Dick is not in the Switch version. That would be a. Uh, it's like it's not enough. There's not enough uh, graphical power to contain his character on there. Nintendo is pro police, and we refuse to have. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be even worse. A fake cop. It's... Paul Blart's yeah. been at it instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. So, but you got that? Uh, what was it? Five hundred thousand or something like that? That really hard one on uh, San Francisco, right? Was it San Francisco or is it San Diego? Yeah, I got all those. Um, I don't know if it was five hundred thousand, but I think it was two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, one of them. That one. It's the one. It's like the beach one, right? Where there's a, where there's like the ramps where you go from like one to another, right? Or the half pipes you have to transfer. Uh, the one on the beach. I thought that was the one that you were stuck on with the high score, for the one where no, the, where there's the magical bombs. No, I got that one a while ago. Oh, okay. One that I was stuck on was San Francisco, which was you know downtown San Francisco where the the buses, uh, zooming around, it keeps hitting you. Oh, um, is that is that the first one? Is it the first one? I think it's the second one. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just thought maybe yeah. it's the one with the bums because I always had a hard time with that level for some reason, getting points on it with the magical bums. No, I got that one a while ago. But yeah, the game's great, and I'm going to keep playing it and all 100% it, and I'll do the challenge. One of these weeks, you will get to Officer Dick. I refuse to believe that he doesn't exist. I believe he exists, so he must exist in some way out there. You just have to... Clip your heels together three times and see. Fliggle giggle, fliggle giggle, fliggle giggle. Yes. You have to watch the Mario trailer 20 times in a row and think of Jack Black while you're watching it. Carve Bowser's initials into your arm with the safety pin. Yeah, in front of a mirror. Okay, well, if that's all we've been playing, why don't we take a break and we'll come back and talk about all the other stuff. Sounds good. All right. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. 
Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show? Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! some of the games that are coming out this week as we said before garbage fail kids mad mike and the quest for stale gum is out right now bayonetta 3 is coming out this friday for 59.99 the reviews are looking pretty good so far got a 10 out of 10 from nintendo life how's the uh, voice acting being rated they say the voice acting is good i mean there's videos out there comparing the two i guess is between there? the two um i was i, I was playing persona course because it's all i've been playing really i I checked my phone i turned on twitter and uh helena taylor had just like done a response and it had come out like one minute like right after because i switched my twitter around to where now it shows like whatever the recent tweets are which i think is a little bit better i don't know i get to see stuff that people like just tweeted but uh she came back uh she did a response uh from it it basically kind of was like i don't know if you read through all the stuff that she put up there but it kind of seemed like she was just saying that the things that they did say about her were true, right? That's kind of what I gathered from it. I mean, you know, that 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 her pay was really 15 grand and not 4 grand. That 4 grand was just for one part. So she kind of like made it sound like, you know, it was very much the uh the from a certain point of view uh, Obi-Wan discussion of uh of Return of the Jedi there where it's like, well, what I said was true in one aspect, you know, that's kind of what it sort of seemed like in her uh in her uh, tweet response there. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if oh. you I don't know if you caught that. I, I I caught it like right when it was tweeted and I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't seem to I, I read over the statement. It didn't seem to me like she like in her initial statement tried to lie or anything. It seemed like her initial statement which was a, a recording, a video of her just speaking extemporaneously to the camera. She said she was offered four thousand dollars and she felt that was an insult and you know Maybe she could could have written out a statement a little, and and she would have 
then elaborated and said, well, the 4,000 was for, you know, one of the sessions or whatever. I think the total was 15 or something like that. She was offered 4,000 for, if I remember correctly, she was offered 4,000 for, um, uh, when she when she did when she didn't take the bayonetta role, but they they said well you can do for this like other a role. side we'll role, do, yeah, yeah, four thousand or whatever. So that was what was kind of confusing because when she originally she said four thousand as a flat rate, or at least that's what I thought she, she was. Ta- so she was talking about the one instance that she was offered a a side role or something. Yeah, like it, it, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not like trying to throw her under the bus or anything. I'm just saying it's yeah. a little it seems a little shady from all angles. Like it did kind of sound like. When she came back again, she was saying the same thing that whatever they reported through Bloomberg or whatever, like was kind of like, she was like, oh, well, that was what happened. But I was really referring to this other thing. I don't know. It's, you know. Right. I mean, she has to respond in some way, I guess. Right. I mean, regardless, you know, we talked about it last week, but, you know, voiceover actors are underpaid. So maybe they get paid, get paid more. But it is kind of like, you know, she makes it sound like. She does make it sound like Bayonetta makes a lot more money than it actually does, and didn't I mean didn't didn't like they maybe reach a million like with the Switch version of it like maybe like they right, they've but, all they've yeah. always struggled with sales on those games I don't know it's not like they're rolling around in money even though I did I did uh listening to the while I was editing last week's podcast uh, we were talking about Hideki K- K- uh, Kamiya I for- had completely forgot like how much of a joke it was like him blocking people. Like, even when there was, like, the pre-orders, mm-hmm. or like, what was it, the Kickstarter? No, the Kickstarter for uh, Wonderful 101. Like, if you donated at a certain amount, you would actually get automatically blocked by him. So, like, it was kind of like a running joke. That was the same guy. I didn't even realize in that thing. It. Yeah, I didn't realize it either until I was editing last week's podcast. Where I was like, okay, yeah, there was, there was that. I don't know. But suddenly his blocking became the topic of news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my theory is that she got run through the ringer. The company didn't treat her well, and they found a nice corporate way to cut ties with her. And she's Mm -hmm. ultimately just a human whose emotions maybe got the better of her. But like, I think she probably was mistreated and kicked to the curb in favor of some other thing, like without her full. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel bad for the lady. Yeah. No, I'm not. Especially if she's like having troubles and like, it's like you shouldn't have troubles. You're an iconic voice, mm-hmm. right? And if you only sold like one million copies of the, of one of the games, that's still sixty million dollars, and maybe pay somebody more than a few thousand dollars when they're starring in the game. Yeah, it just se- it just seemed kind of the response of it seemed kind of weird, where it was like, "Oh, well, no, I didn't tell you all of it. Like, here's the actual number, but but I didn't actually ask for two hundred thousand. It's like, okay." All right. I don't know. I kind of like, yeah, I was just kind of like, all right, well, I understand that. Yeah, she she should have got paid more, but it was kind of. If she would have waited even just a week later, like right before the reviews came out, who knows what impact she might have had on the sales. If she hasn't already had significant impact, but I'm sure that was her goal and her timing. I looked at some of the comments. It was at the very beginning, so I didn't see whatever. I'm sure there was horrible, horrible things after that. Oh, absolutely. But I saw a lot of people just being like, I waited eight years for Bayonetta. I'm not not getting it for you or whatever. It's like, it's like okay, dude. Like, why do you have to get on here and say that? Like, you could just... like why, it I yourself. Yeah, the hate commenting, I don't get it. Like, why do you just look her up just to say, fuck you, I'm still getting the game? Like, why just... I mean, that's white knighting. Just don't do it. Yeah. In a backwards yeah. way, because you're white knighting for whoever the other voice might voice actor is or or for the right. game, game campaign in general against I guess. campbell yeah. culture or 
there's a lot of reasons why doing the opposite of boycotting would be just as vil- or yeah, just as uh, satisfying to do as somebody who's going to act on impulse. Yeah. That's why I'm not buying it because I think that's the right decision. Morally, I ask God. That's what he said. <laughs> or that's what they said. Sorry. It's, a new, it's the new God. Uh, no, I agree that there's a lot more. Well, I don't know if you said it necessarily. There's a lot more to the story than we probably know, but ultimately, whether or not we buy the game, I guess, doesn't alter what already happened. I don't know. I really don't know where I'm going with this. It's all, it's I want to play it. I mean, I think it looks great. I mean, for me, uh, I don't know. It's just that time of the year where uh, I'm not working as much. So I might just skip this one for now because I haven't worked in a while. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of there, but I do want to play it. Also, I I have too many games to play, so I don't really have time to play it anyway, even if I, mean, I didn't get it. You got plenty to sink your teeth in, yeah. Yeah, I have 200-hour RPGs as that I'm trying I. to beat. So I do want to mention something on the uh, on. The sales numbers uh, before we move on. Um, Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge earned its its uh, publisher two, uh, $22 million. That's after cost or whatever? Or is that just uh, that's I don't know. If that's their total net sales. Gross or net. Let's see. I mean, they have a smaller team for that. So, can make well, they probably wouldn't have crunched all the numbers yet. They haven't timed it. Like, it probably would take at least a year or whatever to figure out what they actually made. Oh, I mean, the game's still selling, so, yeah. According to the Nintendo eShop, uh, Bayonetta's at number nine right now, as far as best-selling Switch games. Bayonetta, no, we're only Bayonetta on the fourth three one. Is Bayonetta 3, so, I mean, it's doing fine, is what I'm saying. It says, uh, uh, the Turtles helped contribute to a quarterly revenue of $22.9 million, uh, million pounds, or roughly $22 million for the second quarter. And it sold... Over 1 million copies within the first month of release. That's a damn good game. Yep, very good. It, it is not on the top sellers eShop list, though, for whatever reason. The Turtles game isn't anymore. I don't I, I don't know how they actually do their do their numbers here. Tunic is, though, number 26. But yeah, I don't, I don't see it anymore on there. But regardless, I don't know. Good for them for that game. I'll probably play it. Um, I do want to play. I, I do want to play it. Maybe at some sooner point. than later. I do want to play it at some point, and I feel like it. I want to have it in consideration for game of the year and all that because apparently it's really, really good. I uh, hear it's a little more open worldy, which is cool. Uh, lots of weird shit, like as most of these games are, like you know, weird, crazy. Uh, you know, using your I like the kaiju, kaiju stuff to destroy stuff. I kind of uh, yeah, sort of get turning into stuff. spiders and and like Metal Gear Solid. Which I did watch some 2D, more videos about this week. Two D stuff whatever. and. I watched I watched a couple of reviews and I and I think it looks pretty good aside from all the other shit I don't know but also it's just kind of like I just got Persona uh, Harvestell is coming out the week after that I don't necessarily need to get it yet plus not to mention oh, Harvestell is out next week uh yeah Harvestell is next Friday but I think that's forty no it's full price oh, damn it it's sixty it's full I was hoping it was forty. It's a full. It's a full on sixty dollars. We got a harvest. It's like Harvestella, Pokemon, and Dragon Quest tre- treasures. That's what are on my list for the rest of the year. So there's still Nintendo has like these super super amazing ports, but also there's like you know four new games, four big new games also coming out through the end of the year. So anybody who says there are no games on Switch are liars. They're lying to you. I don't know who says that. I, I don't know, people who only play Call of Duty or something might say that. 
I don't know anybody like that. I think it's more remaster... to switch. You don't know the what remaster, but the what? Oh, I was just what I didn't know. I didn't hear what Jeremy said. Oh, I said I feel anymore anyone I talk to wants a switch if they don't have one already. I figured everybody had one. Even the Call of Duty who wanted, ones. <laughs> who wanted one. Which I actually have a friend who's who played who just bought the newest Call of Duty and was talking to me about it today. It just came out. This person has like three switches. Hopefully you don't have any friends who bought uh, Gotham Knights, because apparently that game is awful. What I heard. Brew Brewmaster Beer Brewing Simulator is coming out this week as well. So don't get Bayonetta, get that. Learn to brew some beers. I actually was kind of interested in that one just because, you know, another one of those. uh, That's a simulator that I don't know that much about, I guess. I don't know if, like, uh, all the angels and stuff would have been discovered if it weren't for people discovering brewing, you know, like, (laughs) you had to get there somehow. There's a a game called Signalis, which I just heard about, which is like a, it's basically a survival horror type game that's getting some buzz. It's coming out this week on Switch also. It's like it's it's a kind of more along the lines of like PlayStation One Resident Evil, but it's more like top down, like not really like specific camera angles. But it's pretty good, and I or from what I've heard, it's pretty good. I don't know, I'm interested in it just because I'm always interested in in survival horror because it kind of doesn't exist as much anymore. Or at least a lot of the survival horror is like running from stuff. You don't actually get to shoot anything. This one is more around Resident Evil. And speaking of Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village Cloud version comes out this Friday as well for forty bucks. I'm I'm interested to see what the final product is like because the demo that I played wasn't very good. It did not work well at all. <laughs> like it was real, the controls were really off. So, but you both had really good experiences with cloud games on the Switch. So we did, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the the other two cloud games that I played played great, but this one didn't for whatever reason. So, and I'm not talking about the Japanese one. I'm talking about the one that was where they had a demo because it was announced through the director, or whatever. And it was like, yeah, it was the, it was the aiming was like, it was just, everything was like off by a few seconds. So it was really hard to play it for me. I don't know. There's some mad lag on there, but I played stuff, you know, I bought like the Guardians of the Galaxy game and I thought that game played really well in cloud. So I don't know. Cloud is still, it's a weird, it's a weird well, world I about that, for me. But I knew you played all the way through Control. I didn't play through all of Control, but I did play a good like 20 some hours on it. I got to, I played it until I got bored with the game. It wasn't. It wasn't any problem of the cloud version. I just didn't like control. John, that you much. paid what, like ten, fifteen hours of the Hitman Three cloud. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It was ten or fifteen. Five hundred some hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, five hundred. Yeah. Um, I, I put this on updates just because it's just kind of a question mark for me. But my, you know, I bought Proteus under the wire. You know, when it came out for a day and then it got removed. My version just got updated, but you still can't buy it. It's it's I don't know it's 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 just it's its own mystery in itself I don't understand the mystery of Proteus like it's on other consoles just not on the Switch yeah but my version got updated and my version is not even supposed to be out there like I bought it and you're not supposed to have that version well, why, why are you even updating you, it like making a statement oh yeah no no it is it is out on other consoles it's just not on Switch for whatever well it is because I have it <laughs> so it is on Switch but it's right. but you can't but if you want to buy it right now you can't buy it and I looked at an eShop and it's I went like and I the searched ambassador it. games. Yeah, I searched it and you can't find it, but mine got updated and like the icon got changed and all that. I haven't tried it yet. Your to Switch see is what worth was different, but a lot of money right now. You should just sell it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure so many people want to play Proteus on Switch. It's a good game. Maybe it got updated so you can't play it. Oh, that would try suck. Try firing up, see if it does work anymore. Oh, I would be mad about that. That would, that would suck. Like, don't, that's not fair. I, I, Switch. That's not fair. I spent money on it. I should be able to play it. I paid for it. I should be able to play it whenever I want. No, that much is true. And I wonder how many people preloaded it that have that same. Like I wonder if you could find other people that have it. 
Right now, you're the only one I know with it. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a... We, we probably don't know a whole lot of people who go out of their way to try to find uh, old-school first-person shooter games like I do. Is there an online component to it? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm wondering like if I, you could pair up with any of the few who still have it. I think there might... No, you know what? It, they asked me to like create a specific profile with their company or whatever, and I didn't want to do that, so I didn't do it. But you have to uh, like log into whatever whoever made Proteus, like same like you would with like Bethesda.net or whatever. And I don't like doing that shit. I should be able to just play it, but I could try it for next week. So uh, uh, Curse of the Podcast, in between last episode and this episode, Mario Party 1 and 2 got announced for the Nintendo Switch as the Nintendo Switch Online new game, new Nintendo 64 game for November. And that's awesome. Like, I'm very excited about that because Mario Party 1 is not a good game. And it's great that they put both of them together so you don't have to suffer through an entire month while you're waiting for Mario Party 2 to come out. Because now, you know, people, pure whatever, people who want to play the original one, like John, maybe people who never played the original one, and that's why you want to play it. You can, but thank you for any of us who actually want to play a good Mario Party. You don't have to wait with Mario Party 1 to get to 2. I don't know why they're even doing it. I've said this before. I know I have. Why even release it? Just be like, just release little videos. Like, this was Mario Party 1. (laughs) It was fine, but this is why it's not worth playing right now. This one was much better in the end. Because the first one sucks. Yeah, it's not not great. I mean, maybe maybe play one game of it just to see why it's not great. And then just do two. Two's awesome. Like, I love two a lot. I played a lot of two on cartridge. I played a lot of two digitally on Wii U when it came out on there. So two is the one with is two is it two or three with the the Cowboys? I get con- confused because of uh Back to the Future. So two, yeah, two is the one where whenever you play each level, your characters wear a specific costume that have to do with each level, which I thought okay, was really yeah. cool. So there's a Western. Do you understand world. what I mean, right? Because yeah. I'm thinking like Back to the Future three, they're Cowboys in that one, but Mario Party two, they're Cowboys in that one. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that was what I like so much about Mario Party 2 is like you go to like Western land, that would be the cowboy one, and then everybody's dressed up like cowboys. And there's a story also. So, like, the way it ends is like you're the hero cowboy that defeats Bowser or whatever. Like, there's kind of a story to each land. And there's like a, you know, there's like a horror land and there's like a sci fi land. And, and your characters dress up, they put on costumes to do with whatever the board that you're on. And I thought that was really cool. And three's and three's fine too, but three didn't do that. Like two was the only one that had that cool like theme with every with every land that you go to where your characters would dress up like that. But I'm really I'm really excited to hopefully we can try to play it online. It's coming out next Tuesday. Yeah, it's it well it says November second, and if I know anything about the way they release stuff on Nintendo Switch Online, it'll come out on the first. Because <laughs> that's how it always is. It's like here's the day. Comes out the day before. So I think it comes out on Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So maybe we can try to play it online it'll probably come out at like eight o'clock on tuesday but i'm excited to, i want to play it uh, yeah i want to play it online and you know you have to have friends to play nintendo switch mm-hmm. online so i just want to play uh, i want to play mario party 2 mario party 2 is a great game i think being able to play mario party 2 online is an event worth celebrating that's it's just great it's a good game surely someone's done it through hacks before but we're doing it the official way yeah we're doing it through nintendo did you did you ever get your uh setup you're set up together, John, where you can use your uh, Nintendo 64 wireless controller with your Switch? Uh, I've got it all here now. It's all together. It's, I don't have everything hooked up. Okay. The only thing I have, have hooked up is the Switch, and I haven't gone through and found the old controller yet. Okay. So in the next couple of days, I'll do that. 
Because I remember that was your excuse for not uh, for not experiencing the beauty of Pilot Wing sixty four yeah. yet. Hopefully, uh, hopefully yeah. Mario Party two has that like has that great frame rate too. I don't know. From what I heard, a uh, Pilot Wings had that frame rate. It just didn't stay at it the whole time. Like if yeah. you were if you turned and I think it was a video I watched of it. If you turned and like went towards the ocean where there was no where there were no like uh, polygons around you, it would be sixty frames per second. But when you turn and the world kind of comes up by you, it, it drops. So it kind of, that's what, you know, so they just made it solid the whole way through. So, so it already existed there, but no, I want, uh, yeah, I definitely want, I mean, I know you did, you didn't play much Mario party, John, you should at least try out Mario party two on Mario on party two. It's, it's quite good. One of my favorites. You know what the problem is that I, I rented uh, Mario party one mm-hmm. back in the day. So I probably have all my impressions of Mario party on a lousy game. And now there's been like 12 of them. <laughs> since then oh and that's that's just a console one so i'm not even counting the handhelds there's like th- three or four other handheld ones so it's been like 15 other mario parties it's like well it's kind of like the same uh it's like your same view on kirby it's like the one the first game you didn't like and the hundreds of others that are way better you never touch i had a few kirby's i didn't even like kirby superstar which everybody seems to like that one's great the new nintendo switch online trial game Obakedoro. I haven't heard of it either. I think it's an online game. So I think it's like a multiplayer. I don't know. I don't really play online games. So unless it's like Splatoon 3 or Monster Hunter. So I don't know. I thought that's about free it. until the first. Yeah. That's next week. It's it's free until Mario Party comes out. So there you go. I was just saying I, I never really do I never really do any of those trials, so I don't know. Do you want to talk about Resident Evil? Okay, so there was a Resident Evil event also between last episode and this episode and, and on the Nintendo direct, like they talked about, you know, that all these other Resident Evil's were going to come out. Uh, we actually got actual dates for the cloud versions of them. Number one coming out on, uh, December 16th, number two on November 11th, number three on November 18th. I think it's odd that wait, uh, that's, number one is on. coming out. That's with the, wait, those, those numbers are wrong though. They're wrong. It's number, number one is already on switch. Number one is the GameCube is version, Resident Evil 1. It's already on there. You've been able to buy it for years. Uh, 11.11 is Resident Evil 2, is the remake of Resident Evil 2. So that's Resident Evil 2 Remake Cloud. Yeah, the remake. The Resident Evil 2 remake that came out on PlayStation 4 is what's coming out on 11.11. And then a, Resident and Evil a week th- later is 3. Yeah, Resident Evil 3 is on the is on the 18th. Oh, and that's also the, the remake that was made. For okay, that those impression. are... Yeah, the only thing that's wrong is 1. Because one is actually seven. Okay, but it's on it our notes. Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, yep, I was gonna say one. Up. I was gonna say one is already on there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the GameCube one. It's the GameCube remake. So one is supposed yeah. to be seven, and that comes out on December sixteenth. Yeah, uh, Resident Evil Seven Cloud comes out on December sixteenth. Seven is one. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk up Seven like crazy, and that's a game I've been wanting to play for I mean, a while. I own it. It's another game I own that I just abandoned. That I thought game. you just had eight. I thought you just said eight. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's villages. Eight. Village I'm, is eight. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of village. Yeah. I've played the demo for seven on PC, but that's all I've played it at. I played uh two seconds of it on the Japanese cloud version of it that came out like five years ago. Which didn't work very well. And I guess uh, they'll probably eventually get all the updates and stuff that are, that these are getting as well. Because isn't aren't like isn't like uh isn't village getting like a third person mode or something like that? I bet you anything that we'll get a cloud version of the Resident Evil 4 remake too. Just because oh, yeah. just I, because I of the that. way <laughs> just because of the way it's been looking cuz if they're putting all these through cloud, 
and Hitman 3 had a cloud like on the date release, you know, like yep. it doesn't seem like it takes, you know, you don't have to deal with like the porting and making it native and all that. So there's a good chance that the remake of 4 might be on there. Four, and 4 they showed that off in the they showed that off in the Resident Evil event as well. It looks fantastic. I watched a little bit of it. I don't know. I thought it looked I mean good. ultimately it looked okay. how it looks isn't going to matter that much cuz the game's all about like Getting them close, kicking them or stabbing them or whatever, you know, you got to like stagger them and then shoot them. I watched uh, I watched one of those comparison videos, you know, where it shows like the new Resident Evil 4 versus the old Resident Evil 4. And it just made me want to play the old Resident Evil 4. Just watching that was just like, ah, I'd, I'd rather play the old one. It's on the Switch and it plays great. I know I it is. A lot of hours into but it. you can't but you yeah. can't run and shoot, though, right? You still can't like no. you still can't like you run, can and, run and shoot in the new one. I know. I hope so, because you can do it in Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2, which those games were awesome, because you could actually, because you can properly run and shoot like you would in a third-person shooter. And and same with, like, Resident Evil 2 and 3, obviously, the remakes. Oh, yeah, I forgot to explain, uh, expound upon my uh, quote at the top of the show, but I've been trying to decide what to buy with the $35 that Jeremy gave me for my birthday. I was going to get it, I was going to use it to get uh, uh, Mr. Gimmick, but that's not coming out next year, until next year. So, I've been debating because all this Resident Evil talk has made me want to go back and play four again. And I thought, should I get that? Should I just like stock up on all the Resident Evils? They're on sale. The ones that are already available right now are on sale. So you, you can buy Resident that. Evil Four on sale, especially. You can it's buy Resident Evil port. Four for nine ninety nine right now on Switch. Yep. Like because yep. all of it's them are on sale, port. and you can get uh, Revelations are like seven ninety nine. Those games are great. But I also want Sifu, which comes out on the eighth, and that's. Uh, $40. So yeah, so I, that would cover most of it. Yeah. I, I thought the money, I thought you meant when you said a couple of weeks ago that the money had covered from both of us had covered, uh, whatever, uh, Monkey Island and Tunic, which you have those games still. You should play through those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bought, uh, I bought, well, I bought, I bought one of the games with your money and then I just paid cash with that plus change from, from what you gave me. But Jeremy is this money is still sitting in my Switch account that ready to be spent on something. Well, uh, I don't. I don't know how long they're. They might be on sale through the rest of the month. But I know that all the Resident Evil games are on sale right now because I just because I went and re-downloaded uh, Revelations Two. I mean, I don't know if you have four available to you easily through another console. Because if you do, GameCube then maybe you don't need to buy it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I got the, but I don't. It. But I don't think you have any of your old systems hooked up. I got the GameCube. I got the Wii. I don't have any uh, modern way to put them on a on a newer TV. So you so you don't so you say that. Your TV doesn't I was, have. I, did, a, I was AV. like, I impulse bought it, and then I ended up playing the shit out of it just because it was so convenient to just boot it up on Switch, you know, because it was already on there. And I ended up playing through it, I think, three times. You you played through it a few times, yeah, you did. Three I remember that times. when you're on a yeah. you're on a Resident Evil Four kick. I think that I'm hoping Dark Souls becomes that game for me, or at least a similar kind of game where it it's no longer scary; it's just familiar, and I get how to go through each spot. All, all the Resident Evil games are on sale for the next six days, so I think they're I think they're going I think they're on sale through like uh, through like the end of November, of October. That's what's going on there. But yeah, you can buy Resident Evil Four for nine ninety nine right now on Switch. It's pretty good, pretty good deal. Did you guys see this video about the this new controller, the Gillikit King Kong Two Pro controller? No, I'm intrigued by this thing. You you made you made that up. That doesn't exist. You created all of those words. Those are not real. It words. sounds like gobbledygook, but I swear it's true. What I mean, what it, what it, what makes it so special? What makes it special is the the sticks. Um, I'm forgetting the term that he used, 
but they're not made like like typical sticks are made. Like uh, rather than having physical contacts, it's something to do with magnets, which means that it never drifts. So they're guaranteed. The sticks are guaranteed to never drift. So they say. <laughs> well, let's hear it out though, but because if you watch the video, it explains it better than I just did. But uh, that was the point of making these sticks in a certain way that they they made it because drift was a problem and they seem to have solved it. And the controller, I think, was sixty nine ninety nine is a reasonable price. It basically looks like an Xbox controller has the same sort of form to it. So if you like that, which I do like the Xbox controller like shape. Case. Yeah, it comes with a case and everything. And this guy who reviewed it, he's one of the one of the more notable uh, YouTube tech reviewers, Linus Tech Reviews. And so, yeah, he's putting his, his uh, reputation on it and says it's a great controller. I am looking for a new one. I think that's cheaper than the Nintendo Pro Controller, right? Because isn't the Nintendo yes. Pro Controller 80 bucks? Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's like the same price, maybe. Yeah, it puts an 8-bit dough territory. Well, 8-bit doughs are cheaper, though, right? They're like 50 but then 8-Bit Doe also has their own new controller, which I, f- I forget what that's called. It's questionable. Yeah, I don't like that no. one either. Well, I, I don't like the look at it, but I don't I don't like the... It, I don't think it, it doesn't use the USB-C anymore, and I don't no, like... No, it has its own, like, proprietary charger. Yeah, it has, oh, no. its own, it has its own charger dock, and I don't like that it looks like... I, I don't like that it looks like the, um, the Xbox controller. I prefer the PlayStation 3 or 4 controller, or as the 8-Bit Doe's, the Super Nintendo's controllers with analog sticks. Those are the ones I prefer. But I am looking for a new controller since mine is literally falling apart. So maybe I'll get this one. As we speak, it's uh, nothing left of it. Well, it's pretty It's pretty close to, yeah, falling <laughs> The apart. stick is a nub at this point. My 8-bit dough is still running. I'm actually using my older one. I'm actually using my gray 8-bit dough instead of my black one. Just because I like the, the way the texture of it's better. So I'm still using that older one. But still working great for me. There was a Resident Evil event we mentioned, but there was also a Silent Hill event. Yeah. <laughs> so Silent Hill's getting a bunch of new stuff too. But no uh no Switch stuff that we know of, but aren't they they're like making they're like remaking two or something like that, and there's like a mm-hmm. movie in there or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, they're doing a new movie and then they're doing a new game called Silent Hill F, which is being produced by a former Luigi's Mansion developer. Oh, that's cool. The only Silent Hill that I played was the one was the one on Wii. It's the one that I liked. The pointy one. Played one. That one was really good. Shattered Dimension, I think is what it was called. But yeah, that one, that one was great. Yeah, Motoi, Motoi Okamoto, uh, previously employed at Nintendo. Shattered Memories. Shattered Dimension yep. was, the, was the Spider-Man game. <laughs> That's why. And now he's working on Silent Hill F. Silent Hill F. <laughs> like Silent Hill, fuck you. Let's call F and Silent Hill myself. Just press F on the on the keyboard for Silent Hill F. F in the replies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was going for. F in the replies. Yeah, whatever the fuck that means. All right, what else? Uh, what else we have? Uh, new Nintendo Switch stuff. It's just basically more icons. I don't know if I don't know if you guys fuck around with the icons at all. But I, I still haven't figured out how to get those. To be honest. Oh, you have to make them. You have to make them in the Nintendo Switch, uh, thing. You see, uh. See this little red dot here on your menu? This guy? Uh-huh. You have to go in there and you have to create them through that app, and that's how you make the new one. I thought no, you no, had... no, I thought I had to download like I got new ones through the Nintendo website or something. No, you, you get they're all they're all through the through that uh 
through that red little dot on the on the menu. You buy them with your platinum points, and then you can assemble the pieces that you buy in any order that you want, so like the background or the ring or yeah. The but image. it's all it's all in the app though. You buy them and you create them through the app. So you go to like oh. there's like a thing in the corner that shows your icon, and you click on that. And then you can start creating your thing, and it'll automatically just change it from there. And it'll save all the ones that you made before as well, so you can just go right back to them if you want to. But I'm, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I don't know, I spend too much time looking at those, but it's fun to buy them, and I have like two hundred some platinum points on there, so I can get some more. I got, I got a ton of the Xenoblade ones, and and there's like they've been uh, Breath of the Wild ones, or not Breath of the Wild, uh, yeah, no Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, the Breath of the Wild ones. But what what's cool is they're actually they're gonna make sixty four themed ones because they've only done NES ones so far, like with eight bit sprites and all that. So cool. I'm into getting some sixty four themed ones. And I guess there's gonna be uh, some extra bonuses for buying games on the eShop. Also, uh, when I, when I saw this announced, I was like, I was like, please bring back those game vouchers. I love those game vouchers. And you know what? They still exist in Japan. We were the only ones that didn't get them. Where we had them for a second and they took them away. They were great. You could get, you could buy two games for a hundred bucks instead of 120 and you save 20 bucks right there. Like it was, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. It's like, you know, get, get games for 50 instead of 60. It's like buying them at Walmart, but you don't have to buy them from a shitty corporation. You know, you could, you could just, you could just get them and you don't have to go somewhere to buy them and they're not digital or they're not physical. So Sakurai shared footage of the uh, original prototype for Smash Brothers. That was cool. Did you watch it? Yeah. This is cool to see in action. I watched most of his the channel first is video. awesome. I, I like his channel a lot. I like that he talks about like the hardware he was using at the time. He's like, I had this oh, PC yeah, yeah. with this graphics card and all that. It's like, it's pretty cool to know he remember, remembers exactly what he was using. I mean, it's probably there in the documents or whatever, but still. No, I think his YouTube really cool channel is really like, cool. And yeah, it was really neat to see. Uh, thinking about him fucking up around on his computer in the mid nineties. It was called like. Us. It wasn't Dragon, Dragon King. King. It, it, was, it was Dragon King, right? I wanted to say Dragon Attack, but Dragon Attack was Mortal Kombat. But it was very similar, yeah. right? Yeah, essentially it looks like the guys in the, what do they call it, like free-for-all mode in Smash where you fight like 100 guys at once. Uh, the polygon fighters. Yeah, but those are, yeah. I mean, but those are all like, they're all like polygons of characters that are already in the game though, without without the details. Basically no, not in the original uh, Melee. I, I think they would pop in with with polygons of the various characters, but in Melee, you would have just basically these guys, but they were just silver. No, I, the- I mean, I, I mean, I played a, I played a good amount of that, and a lot of them did have similarities to the characters that they were mimicking. Like, they weren't, I mean, they don't look exactly like them, obviously, because there's not the details on them, but they're still like the Donkey Kong kind of looked like bigger. I thought they had the like a few calls. different bo- like, if it was like light, medium and heavy body types and then they would re- replicate the attack styles but I don't think they were custom models. I think they were just like essentially like the different hockey players in uh, ice hockey, you know it was like light, medium, heavy. Then their attacks were specialized depending on what polygon they were. Especially on the original 64 Smash Bros. Those were just yeah. Probably the original skeletons that they put the skins on top of or whatever, but they were rudimentary enough at the time on the 64 that they just needed a few different models. They still kind of looked like they moved the same way, I guess, also. Um, do you think that game will ever show up on Nintendo Switch Online, the the Super Smash Brothers 64 one? Because I don't think they it's ever... supposed to. I will say, I don't think Smash Brothers ever... Was, was it on? No, they didn't They didn't say that it was coming out. It wasn't in the projection. I think they did. Smash Brothers? 
Oh, I did, they projected it, but I don't think they said. I think there like was. I, I thought it was be. the data mine that thought they they thought it was on there because I don't think I don't I think thought Smash they Brothers it at some point. I was I'm almost. I didn't think the original sixty four Smash Brothers even came to Wii. Maybe it came to Wii, but I don't think it was on it Wii did. or anything. It did. I have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. The I've been on the virtual console. The Wii U. Yeah, I may have actually gotten that one for free as well for um, one of my like gold points or whatever I got. I remember downloading the Smash Bros on the Wii U for free because I had it was something with the points I had or like a club Nintendo benefit or something. Maybe. I mean, I yeah, they used they did give out they did give out like uh, free points and stuff even back then. So because I ended up getting a Tetris on 3DS for free through that same thing. But it but that that video is really cool though about us seeing the original ideas of it and it's just amazing that they were able to like throw. Nintendo characters on there like it wouldn't have actually existed if they weren't able to put the properties on there because otherwise it would just be those generic looking guys punching people off of the and I, it wouldn't have been as popular you know if it didn't have like it also Mario shows you how hard these people are working because they're like working on other projects but they're like I have to have these passion projects ready to go for when I'm going to present them and so like he had other people working with them too he's like well Wada was handling handling this that and the other while I was doing the models or whatever it's like they were working on other shit. Plus, they had all these other projects on the side, hoping they could just like push that next. I don't know. Just that work ethic it just blows my mind. Right. Not to say that I e- even begin to understand graphics modeling and all that they were doing, but sounds to me like they were basically working constantly. Yeah, and it's it, it, I don't know. It's just it's cool to see. It's cool to see uh, him talk about the way things go and all that. Oh, one more cool bit of news for Apple owners. Apple devices now support the NSO Classic controllers. Are, are either of you thinking about using those? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I wouldn't have a reason to as of now, but I might if I go back to trying to play. I don't even remember what the name of the game is Fantasia. Fantasian? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The Final Fantasy type mm-hmm. thing. Isn't it like a. It's part of like iOS 16.1 or something, right? You have to you have to update it to the to whatever. Uh, it's whatever the newest update is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm still on fifteen. Yeah, it's iOS sixteen. I'm still on fifteen point seven because my phone sucks so much that it won't even upgrade. I tried to do I think it. It's before as of today too. It. it was announced at least in the U.S. that all Apple's would Apple phones are going to be USB C from here on out. Well, then I will buy a, a maybe a, if I buy an, well I have to buy another one because this one that I have is trash, but. uh I'd, I'd rather have a USB-C one than a than an Apple charger one. Agreed. My Apple charger's fucking up already. I mean, my well, my phone in itself has a. It's really hard to get chargers to even charge the damn thing because the it's got shit on the bottom where it doesn't connect correctly or whatever. I don't know. It's garbage, but I don't care enough about about the phone to get another one. So I think what I might end up doing is uh, make a renewed effort to figure out uh, we easily connect my computer to my tv and then use my uh, uh emulators and stuff and try to hook them up through there that'd be pretty cool just right. need like a I USB. didn't think about that yeah you've got the nice yep. just need like a usb nice to well i mean because right. the, the new one doesn't have any plugs right so you need to find a way to basically just an adapter from USB-C to hdmi hdmi yep that's what i do on mine like i just have like one of these Many HDMI's to HDMI, and I just plug it straight into the TV, and it works great. Ten to ten. I just burn everything onto the CD, and then I put it in my uh, computer, and it works. 
<laughs> Does that say Breaking Bad on it? The Breaking Bad uh, old uh, oh phone oh iPhone phone backup, backup number two. Number two. Mm. Wow, this is from my uh, iPhone four. Wow, a DVD-R backup of all my photos on it. Wow, I've never backed up a phone ever, but I do still have my BlackBerry. So there you go. <laughs> not that I ever need to charge it and look at what's on there, but you know, it'll be worth something someday. Maybe, maybe not. Well, I don't know how you guys feel about go. We don't have to go into this a lot, but this is a fairly recent piece of news. Um, okay. An, an iconic producer and developer from Sega passed away. I saw that. Apparently, she passed oh. away several months ago, but you know, based on like requests from the family and the privacy and stuff. But she was heavily involved in all the Fantasy Star games, like the early Fantasy Star games. Skies of Arcadia, um, also. Skies of Arcadia, yeah. Most importantly. Well, I mean, uh, sorry, well, I should say her name, Rieko Kudama. She was 59 when she passed. And yeah, she worked on Altered Beast, the original Sonic. And uh, she was a producer at one point. Like she worked her way up in the, and you know, I, I mean, I don't want to say she was one of X amount of women working in the industry, but I can't imagine there were a lot in that sort of industry at the time. And she was rising in the ranks and a highly influ- influential uh, person from behind the scenes is gone and it's sad but i guess i do kind of appreciate in a weird way it kind of reminds me of mf doom because like mf doom was so oh, like how he but like we died but nobody knew about it later yeah we or... didn't know about it until several months later because it's like well the family wanted the privacy and mm. it just never like got out so in a in a strange way this reminds me of that where it's just kind of like yeah she passed but like she didn't want a big deal made about it or her family didn't so there wasn't yeah yeah, I saw. I saw. A bunch and near of- as I can tell, like somebody commented about it, and then the uh, um, the developer or whomever like that she worked for just was like, "You're correct. Our thoughts are with her family." I don't know. It was something along those lines where they confirmed that she had died, but they didn't really. It was still kind of cryptic the way they did. Mm. Yeah, I just saw that it was posted, but I didn't really look into it. I wasn't sure if we wanted to add it to the to it or not. But yeah, rest in peace. I mean, yeah. Highly influential developer. 59, too. So, so young. Yeah. All of us have played stuff she's worked on. Yeah, Fantasy Star. I mean, some big uh, big Sega RPGs, for sure. Like, uh, we've talked uh, great, great lengths about uh, Fantasy Star 4 and Skies of Arcadia. One of my favorite RPGs of all time. I guess uh, there's, a, there's a memorial message in the credits of the Mega Drive Mini 2. Did you catch that? John has oh, one of those. so is that how people figured that out? Yeah, what's from the Mega Drive Mini? Okay, yeah, I saw something about that, but I wasn't sure if it was like a collection of games that came out in Japan or if it was the actual. No, John, one. John bought one. Aren't, 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 isn't, aren't they supposed to send that to you soonish? Uh, in the next couple of weeks, but actually, I canceled it because I moved, and that was the only way to handle the the address change. You had to cancel it. Oh so no! I have, re- I, have re- I have to reorder it again. Oh, I didn't know that. I, we'll I, thought, I, I, thought, that. I thought you already paid for it. So you may not. I, I did. I, I paid for it, but because I moved, there was the only way to change the address was to cancel it. So I canceled it. Mm. And, I don't know. We'll see if I. It, it was an impulse buy. We'll see if I impulsively buy it again. Oh damn! I was I was hoping to to uh, hear your thoughts on it. But I mean, well, whatever. I mean, you know, moving. It's a pretty expensive. It's a pretty expensive thing, and moving's expensive too. So I understand. Right. I understand that. But yeah, I think we're I think we're good for this episode. Did anybody want to add anything before we sign off here? Not really. I guess when we come back next week, it'll be uh, post creepy times. We'll be thinking about food and holidays. <laughs> but uh, 
Be safe this Halloween. Uh, don't trick or treat in the rain. You can get struck by lightning. <laughs> don't forget yeah, your kids at home. Expect all your candy. <laughs> yeah, you might find a copy of Doom running on a Twix. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Thanks everybody for listening to episode four three hundred and forty four. If you want to hear us, uh, you want to hear more of us and support the show, go to patreon.com slash podcast where you can hear all the bonus episodes, including the Halloween one that will be up there soon by the next week. Also, you can find Jeremy and I on Twitter at, at jmaxstack for Jeremy and at Nintendo underscore domain for me, tweeting stuff, putting up videos and whatnot. Also, Talk you can find macaroni necklaces. <laughs> you can find us at twitch.tv slash podcast. You can find us at youtube.com slash podcast as well. Uh, do a Google search. You'll find it wherever you want. Well, you find it everywhere. It's all over the place. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Kowski. John Litter. And uh, see you next week. have their mics wrapped up and ready to go (laughs) yes sorry for the delay it's okay we've got all our mics wrapped up ready to go mine's double wrapped yeah can't be too careful out there mics mics be getting all sorts of diseases nowadays